0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of CXCast. Sam Stern joined by my co-host, Jenny Wise. Hi, Jenny.
1: Hi, everyone.
0: And we have our colleague, Analyst Kelly Price, on the line from San Francisco. Hi, Kelly. Hi, And the question that uh, we want Kelly to answer for you listeners this week is, how do you get a handle on your customer journey mapping efforts? How do you know who should be involved and what to map? And now I'm asking more than one question here. But really, how do you think about this in more of a strategic way? And Kelly, you have been thinking about this and written research on this topic. So we thought you'd be a great person to come on and answer that larger question.
2: So to kind of reiterate some of the things that you just said, Sam, journey mapping, obviously, super popular. I feel and I think we all feel that most of our clients have at least started on a journey mapping journey, for lack of a better word. <laughs> um, but. Even though many CX professionals have kind of overcome that initial hurdle of getting support to sort of try this out, we still frequently hear from our clients that they might map a journey, but then they're not getting a lot of results that come out of it, or there's various problems that happen along the way. And I think what's kind of interesting about that is we get all these different questions from clients, but there isn't really one pervasive reason that is preventing success ubiquitously across all the clients that we talk to, and that there are potential roadblocks And points that can derail success along across the entire journey mapping process. So what we set out to do was create a tool, so to speak, that is a documented in a course that's called the Journey Mapping Canvas that can take people throughout this end-to-end process, you know, from the initial idea of thinking about, okay, let's get into journey mapping, let's find a reason to do this, to the outputs of prioritizing um, and implementing solutions based on journey mapping findings and thinking about what are some of the key questions and things that you need to be accounting for to ensure success from end-to-end. And we translated these core uh, categories and questions into an actual document, uh, which we're calling a journey mapping canvas that was inspired by the business model, a canvas tool that was created by Strategizer to help with the documentation of those steps and some of those persistent challenges that we hear about and having something physical that teams can actually use to create a good baseline across all the people that are involved in this of what are all the things that we need to be thinking about and tackling to make sure our journey mapping efforts are
0: successful. That's really important. I make this next statement without evidence, just a sense that journey mapping is ready for its backlash, right? It's... it's- it's so popular. Right. It's so pervasive. And to your point, Kelly, I've heard similar frustration from many clients who said, oh, we mapped journeys. We didn't know what to do next. Or you know, we didn't have the right people in the room, so we kind of had to redo it. or And several different reasons for why it didn't work out as well as I hoped. And so you could see the seeds being sown of cynicism potentially for journey mapping soon enough. And so I think to mm-hmm. your point, a one page tool to ensure that you have taken the necessary steps to make every possible contingency that it won't be wasted effort. That that it will be valuable, that you will focus those efforts appropriately, that is a really important thing for our clients to do.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think to your point, which we see with other CX and UX tools, backlash I think is the perfect word when the act of doing it is just the exercise of creating it and they're not actually implemented as a tool, it ends up devaluing them and making it more difficult to, you know, get continued support for, you know, the overall program that you're trying to run. So having this to end planning up front, I think is that super, super
1: important. So it sounds like there's a few problems that you need to solve for in this upfront planning, right? Why are you even doing it? Which you (laughs) mentioned or how are we going to implement it or are the right people going to be there? So could you lay out for us what the sort of key questions are that are in this canvas to help overcome those.
2: We identified kind of five core categories that are documented in the canvas. And the first four sort of parallel what you might think of as the process from starting your effort through um, actually implementing solutions. So the first, as you just mentioned, Jenny, is your objective. Why are you doing this in the first place? What business challenge mm-hmm. are you looking to solve? What is it that you're focusing on? What metrics are you using to justify the need to do this? And to that end, what metrics at the back end. Are you going to have to actually measure success of the changes that you're planning to implement? And from a customer experience and a CX strategy and vision perspective, what is your goal? What is it that you're trying to implement from there? Second key category is the actual focus on within that larger problem area that you're looking at. What is the specific journey that you're planning to focus on? And perhaps even more importantly, what customer are you focusing on? So we know this can be a point of confusion amongst many people, but we know that a key tenant of a quality journey map is that it needs to actually be from the perspective of a customer or persona in some cases a segment might work so it needs to have that specificity so that it can capture the customer's point of view and then the third key category is around data so during maps need to be researched and validated starting up front generate a hypothesis and work with your internal assumptions is a great starting point but a lot of people stop there they don't move forward to actually figuring out what the real journey is and using a research-based approach and then actually validating that so what is that research process going to look like and how are you going to measure that over time and then the fourth core category is around implementation. So once you have this map, you know who it's for, you've researched it, you validate it. How are you going to prioritize which areas to focus on? How are you going to get the buy-in that you need and the resources that you need to take this map and then actually use that to drive specific improvements? And then the fifth core category, which sort of sit underneath all of these things, and it's actually visualized that way in the canvas itself, are stakeholders. So across this end-to-end journey, there's various people that you're going to need to be bringing into the process to make sure that it's a Successful, that you have the melding of the minds at the beginning, so people know what it is that you're trying to do, so that when you get to that point, you know, at implementation of actually trying to do things, it's not just some weird surprise to all the different yeah. individuals that you need to actually execute on uh, the work that you've done. So things to think about or that are mentioned as part of that or who are the business leaders that you need to pull into the process or the subject matter experts who really know about the specific journey that you're looking at, facilitators and the implementers. So those are sort of the core chunks that uh, mm-hmm. fit together you can use throughout the process, both at the upfront to kind of get a lay of the land of how are we going to time this out and make sure all these things happen, but also as a guidepost to use along the way as you're going through this process, mm-hmm. making sure you're not, you know, forgetting or missing
1: things. Is there a specific order that people should do, right? Do you start with the objective and then you say, okay, well, this is who it may touch. So let's get the stakeholders there and then let's figure out the data. Is there any specific order to this or does it really depend? I
2: as a general rule of thumb, especially if you're just getting started, sort of moving through the objective to focus data implementation. But obviously, this isn't a hard and fast guideline for every single thing that you need to do. Part of the purpose of this is just to provide based on the things that we're hearing from clients and those key challenge points that come up along the way, that if you're forgetting to account for metrics, for instance, that at the end, that's going to be something that ends up holding back the success of what you're trying to do. So as a starting point, depending on where you are kind of in your journey, mapping maturity is to sort of use these categories and the canvas itself as kind of a way to, in some way, um, actually map your process or evaluate your process of journey mapping and thinking more critically about where are the points across you know, all these different categories where perhaps things are falling apart for you. And then if there are particular areas where you know that across the you know past few projects that you've done, where you feel like this is where it's falling apart or this is something we haven't thought about or that we've been missing, you know, focus more energy on that perhaps than maybe some of the other things that have just been, you know, well integrated into your process already. It's marked meant to be a way to guide you through all the things that you need as
1: opposed to, you know, a checklist. Mm-hmm. When you think about the objective, why are we doing this? <laughs> Curious as to if there are a scope of objective that is best applicable when you're thinking about a customer journey map. That's part 1. And then part 2 is you also mentioned metrics at that step. Do those happen at the same time? So before you create a customer journey map, you should think of what are we trying to accomplish and then how are we going to measure it all at once.
2: Part of all this also depends on specifics of the organization that you're working in and how the organization measures success and prioritizes projects in general. So the example that we use in the report and that we have written a case study on Floyd who's done a lot of work around journey mapping, but they started with the core metrics that they were measuring that were already important to the business as a starting place to figure out where those pain points exist. So then they could actually then measure them on the back end of once they actually went through the journeys, implemented improvements, and could actually show that measurable success based on those metrics that were already well accepted within the business and have been used to you know drive change previously. But I think there's a lot of different places, which we talk about all the time, and it's very company dependent of where to start your journey mapping efforts. So we have the second category more about focus of the customer, but you can certainly use the customer group as the starting place to, you know, identify what the objective or what the business challenge is. So if you have, let's say, a really high value segment of your customers where you've seen that there's been underperformance, that can be the starting place to kind of figure out, okay, what are the journeys that they're on? Which ones are the most important and kind of use that to frame the business objective? You know, first of all, as I mentioned, this isn't meant to be railroad tracks of exactly how you do think it's meant to be a guidepost to help you become more successful. And we created along with the report, um, you know, a downloadable file, but you can take this and kind of tweak it and add questions or remove them as it's relevant to you and you're using them to help frame your efforts. And if we do have anyone who's listening who's done that and is finding success or finding things that are really, really critical that aren't mentioned here, definitely reach out and let us know because we want to make this obviously as useful as a tool as possible. So successes or failures, interested in learning about both. And the other thing that I'll mention in the report itself is kind of alluding back to this idea of using this also as sort of an assessment tool of your current process as opposed to necessarily only guiding your next project and that within these different categories that we've called out and as you're thinking about them and realizing, you know, perhaps where we're really falling apart is around implementation, for instance. We've uh, outlined within the report other research that we have that's specifically focused around implementation and challenges with journey mapping. So you can look at each of these sections and see what other research we have to help guide your success there. Use it to figure out where your things are maybe falling apart a little bit and then look to the report to see what other research we have beyond the canvas itself help transform that for you.
0: Yeah, I think you did a really good job of that, that there is sort of for each of the steps you would take to complete the journey mapping canvas there are examples and and evidence in the report, but there's also lots of links and points back to prior research written that goes deeper on that topic. Kudos to you there, Kelly. I think that's a good job and the other thing I'll I'll say is, listeners as you all rush to download the journey mapping canvas and apply it before you map your next journey, why are you laughing? Uh, Because Uh, because we'd love to hear from you. And as this is a new tool, as uh, I think Kelly has alluded to several times, you can modify this and we'd love to know how you modify this because uh, that's great feedback for us. It's great feedback for other people who might use it. So um, if you get around to using the Journey Mapping Canvas and have feedback for us or have lessons learned or insights, please do share them. We would love to hear from you in the email address posted in the show notes, cxcast at forester.com. We look forward to hearing from you. We'll talk to you all next week on CXCast. Bye for now. Listeners, if you have feedback or questions about this week's episode, please email us at cxcast, one word, at forester.com. And remember, your customer's perceptions is your customer experience reality.